We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NBA championship. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. This is the LakersNation.com podcast. I am Trevor Lane and the Lakers season. It's almost here. We've got a lot to talk about today. We've got an injury update. Want to talk a little bit about some of the different rotations. I've got a bunch of questions that were written into the show as well for us to get into. And I've got a little bit of a different kind of question to kick things off for us today. We'll get to that. In just a moment, joining me is Sean Davis. Sean, how are you doing? Doing good, Trev. Glad to be back on. And I, I'm at the point where I just want games to actually matter. Is <laughs> October, which I think a, day, a week from this recording. No, uh, yeah, a week from when we're recording, which is a Tuesday night. Yes, I remember my days. Uh, we'll be game ready for Denver, which is going to be super exciting. Yeah, I feel like maybe I'm spoiled a little bit or something because I spent most of the summer saying, I can't wait for preseason. I don't care that it's not regular season. Just give me Lakers basketball. Now here it is, and I'm thinking, I can't wait for the regular season to start so the games matter again. But nonetheless, we are not far away, as we said, a week away from us as we're recording this. Most of you listening and watching this, less than a week, which is even better away. Yeah. Uh, before I get into our, our first topic for the day, though, um, I, I do want to throw out the YouTube membership program has been absolutely fantastic. I've actually been bouncing some ideas back and forth off of um, some of our, our members using them as a, a sounding board. They're getting some great perks. In fact, the first of the extra shows, that's going to come out uh, pretty soon. That's going to be out shortly. I've already got a bunch of stuff planned for that. We've already got the first of our weekly preview shows for the All-Star tier. That's been out on that. People loved that. So uh, and And we dropped couple of new emojis as well for members to use, including a Sean Davis Wi-Fi emoji, which was, I think, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a Sean Whoever, Davis background emoji soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to need a Sean Davis uh, like wall breaking apart emoji. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, if it's not one problem, it's another. We fixed the Wi-Fi. Now it's the broken wall. <laughs> 
Now, podcast, it, podcast listeners, one of Sean's sound panels behind him just fell off the wall as we're recording. He's falling to pieces here. If it's not the Wi-Fi, it's the wall. And then that, when the wall fixes, what with. else is going to break? My is my camera next, or my camera just <laughs> knock on wood? Shattered, right? Knock on wood. But look, if you want to join the YouTube membership program, you can check it out. The link is at the top of all of our, our videos. There's also a button over there on YouTube, especially if you're on desktop, uh, that says join. You can check it out, see all the cool perks that we're offering for members to the YouTube channel. All right. I, I want to kick things off with this. this. I put this out there on X. I even asked this question to my wife to get her take on this. This is I think an interesting topic, and we are going to be getting into Lakers basketball. Don't worry, but I find this interesting, and this is my show, so I'm going to ask the question. Oh. <laughs> Sean, tell me this. And I think you actually, if I'm remembering correctly, you have a little bit of experience with this. If you go on a date and you find out, when you get there, you find out that they are a fan of your team's arch nemesis. Is that a deal breaker? And let me clarify, I'm by fan, I don't mean like casual right. fan, like they watch a game every now and then. I'm talking like they watch every single game. They've got multiple items in their car designating them as a fan of this team. They right. have multiple things in their wardrobe that are part of their regular rotation that would tell you they are a fan of this team. They know their team's history, all that kind of stuff. So for Lakers fans, we're mostly talking about Celtics, right? And some people will say Clippers. So is that or should that be a deal breaker? There's a lively debate going on over on X about this. Oh, I haven't I haven't engaged in that. So I'm, I'm curious how the rest of the people feel about this. But for me personally, I think it's, it's see, there's another one in our field. Personally, I would say no. Right. If I was in any other like job or career field, I would say potentially yes. The reason why I say Wait. no Okay, okay. so hold on. Let me just to clarify. So I fully understand what what you're meaning. You're saying, given what we do, your answer is no, it's not a deal breaker. But if you're doing anything else, it's a yes, it would be. That's that is interesting. So YouTube viewers, by the way, let me know in the comments. Do you think that is a deal breaker or not? Again, I promise we're getting to the news updates and all that (laughs) stuff. But okay, Sean, explain yourself. It's because right. I would have thought it would be, it would have been the opposite. So I, I'm really curious here. So the reason I say that is because I think, first off, the fact that they're a massive sports fan to the extent that you describe, Trevor, is a massive W. And okay. there'll be more understanding of the time and the commitment that we have to put uh, in okay. for it because this is the career field. Whereas, like someone and this, this this isn't always the case where from personal experience someone that might not understand that if they aren't like a massive sports fan so maybe that's just my like personal experience like in my head mm-hmm. i'm like i'll suffer like dealing with a, a celtics fan or dealing with a chiefs fan for what ultimately four times a year mm-hmm. where the other 361 days it'll be they'll understand they're an awesome sports fan and if anything, I can bounce ideas off of them, like content-wise. So, like, I think it's a massive plus, potentially even, just the fact that they're a sports fan. And them being a Celtics fan or a Chiefs fan will ultimately o- only bother me, like, four times a year. And, if I mean, if we have to face the Celtics in the finals, then I guess I'm sleeping on the couch the entire series. But, yeah, you right. know, I mean, like, <laughs> like, how do you do that? Let, let's say you go to the next phase, right? And we start talking about like an engagement. You're you're moving in. You're getting married, all that kind of stuff. And they're wanting to put up Celtics gear around the house. 
I don't put any up in my studio. Don't put anything up where I might be able to <laughs> interact with it. Outside of that, I don't care. Say, hey, we can get some Celtics toilet paper. That 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 we can. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have my own bathroom. <laughs> it's only so, a a one bathroom house. I'm gonna build one myself. I, I I did get that response a little bit on, on X. I had some people that were saying, actually, I think it's a positive because it says that they're such a strong sports fan that they would let me watch all the sports that I, that I yeah. want because it would be something we would enjoy together unless the two teams were playing each other. I think that's interesting. It, it like I had some Lakers fans, though, and I thought this was particularly interesting. They said, a Celtics fan they could handle. <laughs> they can hit right. Celtics fan would be okay if they said the reason being there's like this long history, right? And there, I don't even want to go as far as to say there's respect between the two teams. If you're, are you are you comparing this to the Clippers? Yes, that that's okay. where this is going. I'm gonna lay my plate. It's that it's that a Celtics fan would be okay. A Clippers fan would not because they don't respect them at, at all it's because more... there is no history or anything like that. And really, let's face, it, I I contend. I've said this for a long time there's no such thing as Clippers fans, right? There's just people Jeez. who want to be contrarians and everybody else in their life was a Lakers fan. And so they had to be that person they rebelled. that that had to, you know, felt like they were somehow rebelling or whatever. And so they went the, so they went totally the other way. Um, that, that, that's what the, the Clippers fan base really is. Let's be honest. And so I, I got that response. I thought that was interesting too, that a Celtics fan, yeah, it would be okay, acceptable, a Clippers fan, though, no go. Again, yeah, maybe don't want to go to the extent of saying it's respect, but there's a more of an understanding with Celtics fans, I feel, about the rivalry and the history, like you said, whereas with the Clippers, it's more like an, an annoyance, like the mm. little sibling that just, like, bothers you or you're like, get away from me, shoo, go, <laughs> go play. Or even, like, the Suns, like, it's annoying oh. or the warriors it's like annoying or me personally i don't really care about any of the teams like to be honest i guess i care about the suns and or that's what people think but mm -hmm. um i don't like the celtics are the main rival but there is a little bit more a little bit more respect for the celtics given the rivalry as opposed to like some of these other teams who are supposed like rivals see I, I i i was curious about this i i literally asked my wife on our first date if she was if she was a Lakers fan, and fortunately she gave the correct answer, she said she said yes. Oh, she said so, no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, we we'd be living in a very different timeline, maybe here. Um, things would be, would be looking very differently. No, and, and honestly, we actually. I'm, I'm not. This is not joking. I I could I could I could show you the evidence. Uh, we took our engagement photos in Lakers jerseys, right? Really? Like so that's yeah. So that was. That's um, cool, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now I will say the wine back then, I mine was in an Andrew Bynum jersey. I was in a she had a Derek Fisher jersey. I was wearing an Andrew Bynum jersey. She had the correct um, jersey on, right? But that was but that was those were the days back then, right? Um, but it's an interesting topic, I think, and how you can try to to make that work or or not. Anyway, was was uh, there was a lively debate going on, and I said, you know what, I'm going to talk about this on the on the show today before we get well, into our news and and all that. Did you propose then in the Bynum jersey? No, 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 no. Engagement photos is like you go and you take those after you get engaged. You know, you've been engaged for a little bit, and you go oh. take those to like 
send out the invitations and stuff like that, like that type of this, not like a picture of the actual proposal or something. I had a joke. I'm going to refrain and maybe tell you afterwards so I don't get slandered. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Enough of our, of our little dating world discussion there. Uh, let's, let's talk some injuries. So this is the latest news that we've got on Jalen Huchifino, Gabe Vincent, and Jared Vanderbilt. So Jalen Huchifino and Gabe Vincent, the Lakers have officially designated them as uh, day-to-day, which means both could play against the Phoenix Suns. Now, I don't expect the Lakers to push them if they're not ready. I think it's more important to see Gabe Vincent play than Jalen Huchifino. I don't think that's controversial at all because Darvin Ham has said he's going to use a regular season rotation for the first three quarters of the game. Gabe Vincent would be part of that. I don't think Jalen Huchifino is, as of this moment, part of a regular season rotation. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a little curious. Part of me does kind of want to see it, though. We have no Gabe and no JHS because who would be in this scenario your backup? You're in air quotes backup one. It would probably have to be Austin, but you're going to start Austin. So does that mean we're kind of, uh, you know, being careful with minutes to where there's always D'Lo or Austin on the floor at all times. Um, maybe even LeBron gets some units by himself or he's the quote unquote one. You just surround him with a bunch of wings and maybe some floor spacers, some big. So part of me is intrigued with the idea just to see what we might potentially see if an injury does happen during the regular season where you're kind of behind the eight ball on your guard depth. Um, but obviously one JHS and Gabe Vincent to be fully healthy to go come uh, next Tuesday. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And if they're getting a day-to-day designation now, a week away, I that's a good sign that they're going to be a go. Now, Jared Vanderbilt, still, according to the Lakers, on track to be reevaluated on Friday. Not on track to play Thursday. That that is That ship has sailed. He's not playing Thursday against the Phoenix Suns. He's going to get reevaluated on Friday. In theory, if he gets the green light on Friday, I guess depending on when exactly the appointment is, but that would give him Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And remember, there's a travel day mixed in there for the Lakers to, to head to Denver. So that doesn't give him a lot of time to ramp back up and get ready to play. So... I think that Jared Vanderbilt, despite the fact that he's still on schedule to be reevaluated on Friday, he's got to be considered at best questionable for the season opener on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, it sucks to Vando that these heel injuries continuing to bother Vando. Definitely want to make sure you're as careful as possible with that. Cause whenever you hear heel, you kind of start to think about Achilles a little bit as well, but Definitely hoping that Vando is able to get healthy ASAP. And if if not be able to be ready for opening night, definitely be able to be ready for those uh, first couple of games. I'm specifically eyeing Phoenix to set, uh, in nine days, um, which could give Phoenix a bit of a different look than what they're expecting come this Thursday. You'll play them again next Friday, I believe, or it's the next Thursday. Is it two. is it more like, Vando between let's say that you could rush him a little bit and have him for Denver or you could let him heal up a little bit more and have him for Phoenix how is it more important that he's 100% for Phoenix or more important that you have him for Denver 
I think it's more important to have him ready for Phoenix because okay. I think he'll be more beneficial for a Phoenix Suns game than he will be for a Denver Nuggets game. I think we saw that in the playoffs last year where I think Bando, again, is at his best as he is a great you know perimeter isolation guy. That's going to be perfect for you against Phoenix, right? Whereas screen navigation stuff, unless the Lakers want to consistently switch, which they've shown some willingness to do that, is specifically in their last game against Milwaukee in the first mm-hmm. half, where they switched a little bit more. They played at the level a little bit more. They still did their drop, but not nearly at the frequency that they did. But if you want to play drop against Denver, then Vando can't play or as much as you probably want him to because he does struggle with screen nav. But that's your Torian Prince game. That's your too big game. Even like you can get a little bit more flexible and I'm, I'm curious or I'm really excited even to see Bando play against Phoenix. I think he's can be one of the X factors. If you matched up a Phoenix in, in a playoff series against Denver, you wouldn't throw him at Jamal Murray for some possessions. You're worried about the screen navigation there. You'll throw it to him, but you would have to switch. And I don't know if the Lakers have shown like are going to do that just based off what we saw in the playoffs. You could also, you know, very easily convince me that, hey, Darvin's learned from that and said, hey, we're going to switch these ball screens with Jokic and Murray more, which if you look at the last season data, Denver's two-man game with Jokic and Murray was way less effective when you switched the ball, when you switched the ball screen action, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I think that was the only ball screen coverage that Denver scored under one point per possession on was if you switched it. They were Pretty damn good at everything else except switching. And even then it was like 0.97, which is still fairly all right. But um, they switch it, then sure, you can give Bando all the minutes. But I'm just concerned if we are going to see that from the Lakers. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We'll see. Um, Again, I I think that Jared Vanderbilt can be a difference maker for the Lakers. But I I think I agree with you that I think the, the most important matchup to have him for, it's the Phoenix matchup and not necessarily... Denver, but will be interesting to see whether or not he is good to go uh, for that matchup anyway. And I, I'm of the mindset that knowing that he has to ramp back up, Torian Prince is the starter. Yeah, Torian he's got to be starter. He's got to be. At, he's at this point. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's just it too. It's not even a by default because Vanderbilt Vanderbilt is hurt or anything, so he's going to get this. Torian Prince has been playing some excellent basketball for the past four preseason games. Remember that first preseason game, he didn't get to play the game. He was in foul trouble immediately and couldn't do anything. But four games in a row, he's been great. He's been looking good with the starting lineup. So uh, I do think that he has earned that spot. All right. We do need to get into uh, a few other topics that that came into us from uh, my Instagram. But before we get there, I need to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, and that is Game Time. Uh, Game Time is a great, great way to buy tickets even last minute. They have the best price guarantee, which is one of my favorite things. That way you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you have. The Game Time guarantee means you get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are that they are going to give you the best price every time. So you can snag tickets without the stress with Game Time, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Lakers Nation for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Lakers Nation for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All I right, game time. game time is is absolutely fantastic. Fantastic, great app to have. Um, 
let's get into a, a few questions that I had coming in that were already kind of topics of discussion for me for this show. Uh, Randall asked the question, what should the Lakers ideal closing lineup be? And I was thinking about that. And I, is it as simple with this Lakers team? Like, I think they can mix and match, but could it be as simple as it's just their starting lineup? Um, yeah, right now, I think Rui still deserves a ton of consideration for it uh -huh. to be in that closing five. But right now, I think it is. If there's like this weird game where the two big stuff really, really works, mm -hmm. then maybe or this game where Gabe Vincent goes crazy, then like there'll be outliers, sure. right? I think right now, though, yeah, it's probably just a starting five. Which think, is which would be D'Lo, Austin Reeves, Torian Prince, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. That's what we believe is is very likely to be the starting, starting five. five. Uh, like, yeah, I, I could see I could see Rui making a case. Yeah, but that's really it. It's it's unless like you said, unless there's a unique situation where like a Christian Wood or Jackson Hayes is having a great game, or Gabe Vincent is having a great game, or something like that. I, I think at this point, probably the starters just close it out with. Again, the Darwin will have the flexibility because there are so many good players on this team that can get it going uh, to to mix and match. But more often than not, I, I think the starting lineup just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's. Uh, this is an interesting question. Matthias said, "When Vando is healthy, how can we maximize his defensive production? Assuming he comes off the bench." So if Torian Prince indeed gets that starting job, and I, I'm curious about this because I look at the bench rotation, and off the bench, Christian Wood, I think Jackson Hayes has earned minutes, Rui Hachimura, you've got wings that are in the mix there coming off the bench. Cam Reddish, maybe he's a part of that, but you add Jared Vanderbilt to that. Where does he fit into that? And then how do you uh, get to unleash him on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I... I still think you have him do kind of what he was going to do to a certain extent. And maybe you get to see a little more of a tired, like Kevin Durant, if you're facing Phoenix. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and just let him be the, the second best defensive player on this team, honestly, because of his point of attack ability. And I think he can switch one through four. There would be almost no excuse not to switch with that second unit. If you still ran your traditional drop with that second unit, I would be very pissed off because again, like you're pairing Bando and Jackson Hayes together, for example, right? How do you, mm -hmm. assuming they're on the floor at the same time, how do you not say let's switch this or let's hedge this? Like you can't go drop because that's what Jackson Hayes sucks at, and that's what Bando sucks at. Um, yeah, you'd have you'd have to be very. Let me ask you this: Could you play Bando? I'm not trying to steal minutes away from your guy Max Christie. Shameful. But could you put Vando at the two? And I'm not saying he is a two. I'm more asking, could you put out a lineup of Gabe Vincent, Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, Jackson Hayes, and Christian Wood? Mm -mm, mm -mm. It's, a massive, it's a massive lineup. Def I think defense first. Defensively, you're, not, you're, not you're, you're, score. <laughs> you're switching everything, right? Christian yeah. Wood, Rui, Gabe Vincent, those are your designated shooters, your scorers. Who, huh? You're not scoring on offense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you're you've not. got some guys, you've got some guys that can put the ball in the basket there. I'm not saying it's an ideal situation, but if if not, 
if he can't do that, where are Vando's minutes coming from? Or are, are, are we jumping the gun and assuming that Jackson Hayes is getting minutes? Uh, Some would say Christian Wood based on, based on what no, we've seen in preseason, but I don't think his minutes are going away. Christian Wood is not, just not getting no minutes. Like he's going to play. Uh, that was terrible grammar there, Sean. Uh, but I don't know. And that's where Darwin's going to have to figure it out. Maybe we see something like stupid crazy in the first couple of weeks and the Lakers run like an 11 man rotation. I, I so, okay. Oh. So on our to do list, John, after, after Thursday's game against Phoenix, we need to sit down and go through another rotation video and break down the minutes sure. and, tr and try to figure this out because I think it's a good problem to have. We've talked about it, but I think if everybody's healthy, the Lakers have more guys that need minutes than, than they have minutes available. I think you run into two things. It's either... I'm more inclined to say Vando might start when he gets fully healthy. And the reason why I say that is because I think with this two-guard thing, you might be able to get away with going Torian Prince as the backup two mm. off the bench. And then, because I think right now, I tweeted this out a few are, days are ago. You, are you selling at, out your yep, guy, Max um, Christie? Nope. Nope. Oh no! I tweeted this out at Sean underscore DAVI on X the other day. As big of a fan I am of Max, and Max still my guy, right? I hope he's a Laker mm -hmm. for forever, right? But just based off the preseason, and we'll see, we'll have a better understanding of where Darwin's head is at rotation-wise come Thursday. But if you had to tell me the 10 guys that have to play, it's the starting five, the presumed starting five that we have, right? Which LeBron, mm -hmm. D'Lo, AD, Austin, Torian, Ruri, Gabe. Christian Wood, Jared mm -hmm. Vanderbilt, and Jackson Hayes says he has to play based off if we're going solely off preseason, right? Uh -huh. So if that's the case, I think you just slide Vando back into the starting five and Torian Prince is your pseudo backup two, even though you kind of have like three threes off the bench. Right. Uh no. No, you'd only have two because so it's then, so then you're if you ran a, a, a purely bench unit, it's Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, Rui Hachimura, Jackson Hayes. Christian Wood. And Christian Wood. The offense is a lot better. The defense still is still pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, you lose Vando from that unit, which hurts, but mm. like it's the bench unit, but you're still going to be pretty all right defensively and you have more of an offensive punch. It's not like you would ever run a full bench unit. I mean, unless you're up by a sure, million. You're going to mix and match. Yeah, but like if we're going off with 10 dudes that have to play, it's those 10 right now. I yeah. can't. I I am shocked that somehow the player you chose to take minutes from is Max Christie. I never thought we would see the day. I never thought it would happen. But here we are. Here we are. Torian Prince. That's just how good Torian Prince has been. Torian's been that's, awesome. That's, that's it. Although Darvin has to use Max better. Stop making Max be a shot creator and a playmaker. That makes zero sense. He has been. Well, and some of that has been Gabe Vincent has been hurt. You know, they've been lacking sure. guards. But yes, yes, I think you're right. Okay. Um, in your mind, McLean said, in your mind, is it a championship or bust season for the Lakers? My answer is Le LeBron's going to be 39. Yes. That's that's going to be LeBron's approach. That's going to be the team's approach. There's no There's no moral victories this season. For that reason and that reason alone, the answer is yes. Yeah. 
It's got to be. And and because it's not an unrealistic goal. They're not the favorites to win it. But this is a talented group. It's not like it's not like this team is Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis and a bunch of veteran minimum guys who are 37 and the last season of their career and we're saying it's championship or bust. This is a team that legitimately their ceiling is winning a championship. That's their that's their ceiling. So with that being the case, yeah, if if a championship is in the realm of possibility and you're the Lakers, it's always championship or bust. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob Ferrelli said, if Darvin Ham's perception as a coach, well, what is Darvin Ham's perception as a coach if this year's team doesn't meet expectations? Uh, if you're said, if you're saying the expectation is championship or bust, then naturally, well, like it's going to be Darvin sucks, which isn't much far from the current perception than now. Well, but we've talked about this. Like any, this team is so versatile. Yeah. Any, any, whatever Darvin wants to do, just about whatever scheme he wants to run, this team has the personnel to do it. Maybe you don't have a guy to pick up full court on the peskiest, the fastest guards in the NBA. Okay. Maybe yeah. you don't have, maybe you don't have that. Right. But for the most part, whatever it is Darvin wants to do, he can do it. There's, there's no limitation. Last year, we look at the, the start of the season and it's, Oh my God, we have to talk Russell Westbrook into coming off the bench. And then what does the lineup look like? And, and all of these things. Um, that's not the case this year. He's got a team with the versatility to do anything that he wants them to do. So, yeah, I think if the Lakers, like if the Lakers are squeak into the playoffs through the play in and get bounced in the first round, yeah, that's, that's not going to reflect well on Darwin, assuming if, you know, unless there's, uh, other things like catastrophic injury and stuff like that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah. I don't have much else to add to that one. 
we're going to find out. We're going to find out a lot about Darvin Ham this season, I think. We're going to find out Hopefully a lot. Hopefully in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I'll say this. We've seen some pretty exciting stuff. and We've seen the Lakers pull off some stuff offensively that I don't think we would have guessed they'd be doing based on what we saw last year. Uh, what do you mean? Some of the, the, the ball movement, the way the ball is moving has been different this year. Some of the screen actions they've been running and, and things. I think we've seen Darvin get a little bit deeper into his bag this year so far. Yeah. I think they're they're stacking things on top of each other better, um, where looks are creative, but somehow the same alignment. They kind of did that last year, especially post trade deadline, where I think they last year they showed their book their bag was the size of a handbag in the playoffs, and and that's mm-hmm. like it's still a, a decent sized bag. And now their bag is a duffel bag in oh. terms of you know the stuff they can do on both ends. I was super, super encouraged by that Bucks game defensively mm-hmm. in terms of the versatility and things like that. And then I was super encouraged the first three or four games from the offense. You got three days of rest and to be able to, you know, hit the film room, hit the hit the floor, and you know, hit the ground running literally. And now you got Phoenix, and it's gonna be a big test. I'm really, really excited to see what Darwin and Co can uh, cook up uh, schematic wise. Absolutely, absolutely, should be a fun one. Coming up on Thursday, uh, there's a question in here that says, how could someone get into the business of analyzing basketball for a living? So I'm going to get into that a little bit more in depth than kind of our own stories. Um, when we do our uh, extra video for uh, YouTube members, that's going to be coming out. Uh, I'll, I'll record that one tomorrow. Um, so that'll be, we'll go a little more in depth. But the bottom line, just to address this a little bit, and Sean, you may have a different perspective here, but it's the, the barrier to entry is very, very limited. It's very small right now. There isn't really much of a barrier because you've got social media, because you've got the internet, right? There, there's people who just start breaking down clips online and next thing you know, they they get a big following, but, um, or, or they're putting out their opinion. They're, they're, they're writing. You can do, do video, you can do audio podcasts, all, all sorts of things. Plus stuff now. And there's lots of different things that you can do, but you have to, be aware of how much work it is. You have to be aware of how much of a grind it is. It isn't all just, just hey, we. I, I mean, look, there's times where I pinch myself. I'm like, I get to talk about basketball for a living. This is amazing. Yeah. But getting there, the grind. They, I mean, years and years and years, right? And some people go through. They go the journalism route. They get a d- journalism degree and all that sort of stuff. Um, it, it, it can really be a grind, and you have to fight through not having much of a following, not having much many people interested in, in your work and and knocking down doors and hearing no and and all of that kind of stuff and and keep going. And it can be thankless. And there's no guarantee. That's the hard part too. There's no guarantee, right? Yeah. You can work and work and work and work and work and there's no guarantee it's ever going to amount to anything, right? But that's why it's got to be something that you absolutely love and it's got to be a passion uh, of yours. So it's... Uh, yeah, that's those are my initial thoughts. And again, we'll go further in depth on that uh, that bonus show. But Sean, do you have anything that you want to add on that? Just some quick pointers from personal experience. And it's kind of like ties in a high got on Lakers Nation. You got to shoot your shot one. I mean, like if you don't ever reach out to anybody, I mean, thankfully, Trevor opened my DM. I'm, <laughs> I think I'm lucky they 
he oh, it was already open because I had Trevor on my personal podcast like the mm-hmm. year before during COVID. So you gotta shoot your shot. You gotta love it. Like literally, I probably consume basketball like way more than the average human being should, whether it's coaching or whether it's doing this, mm-hmm. which obviously leads to not a ton of sleeping, which is fine. And I that's a sacrifice that I knew was going to happen. Uh and like you just got gotta love him and you gotta like know how you can help somebody yes like especially if you're that's another benefit i did have was when i did reach out to trevor it wasn't a hey i want to join it was a hey i want to join i could do this and i from personal conversation trevor you can tell me if i'm lying that helped get my foot in the door a lot more than if i had said hey can i join and trevor would have been like uh what what do you do instead of uh, being Oh, okay. This is what you don't have to ask. I already have it. Okay, cool. We can go from here. Yeah, I, I get a lot of people messaging me saying, saying, "Hey, how do I? You know, I like the Lakers. How do I? How do I join Lakers Nation and and do that sort of stuff?" Um, you, you, Sean, sent me a message, and he was pitching something that he could that he could do that he could help with, um, and and it happened to be something that that we were looking for um, at that time. So it all kind of kind of fell into place. But yeah, that's. Looking at it as as what do I bring? How can I help somebody out? What can you know? And, and then how do I get my feet wet in, in this? So that that's a big part of it too. Is is what is it that I can help other people with? Not hey hey, will you give me a shot? No. What what are you going to bring to the table? And I'm not talking about Lakers Nation specifically. I'm just talking about the in, industry in general. Yeah. It's you have to look at it from that perspective. What is it? How is it that I can benefit? you kobe and for some reason i I didn't mention this but kobe had this great quote that i think i reposted on my instagram the other day uh where he's doing this interview and he said the only way to prove your value is to work and like just basically just work your just work your tail off Mm -hmm. and like outwork your potential uh which is always super super important as well and then that's how other stuff potentially pops up for you i mean if you're like just stagnant then you'll just be in that same place or if you work your ass off at crap sorry if you work your work your tail off then that's how you'll grow and you'll outwork your potential so that's also Mm -hmm. another big thing absolutely absolutely all right we do have um one more preseason game coming up that's going to be on thursday we'll do a full preview of that game we'll break down some things we'll have the latest injury news that'll be coming up on tomorrow's podcast but do appreciate everybody for joining again make sure you do subscribe to the youtube channel turn on those notifications as well and then over on apple podcast spotify great way to help out the show is to give us that five-star rating and review sure do appreciate it all right everybody till next time stay safe and see you